Hi, thanks for tuning in as we continue to journey through Mark's Gospel. In the passage we're looking at today, Jesus talks about the future. He tells us about the end of time. What does he say will happen? And can we believe it? The section of Mark's Gospel we're exploring is Mark chapter 13. It's a large portion of the book, so we will be skipping over a number of the details. Yet I think it's important to get the big picture And then if you go back and read the passage for yourself, those details should make sense. To help, there is a link to an online Bible in the video description. Have you ever been in a conversation where it feels like you've got your wires crossed? You're talking about one thing, but the other person seems to be talking about something completely different. There's a sense of that here in Mark chapter 13. It begins with a statement from one of the disciples as they're walking out of the temple in Jerusalem. Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. We can understand that response, can't we? You see the pyramids in Egypt. You see the Colosseum in Rome. You look up at the great skyscrapers in our major cities. Don't they make us look with a sense of awe? Jesus' reply, though, must have come as quite a shock. Do you see all these great buildings? replied Jesus. Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. Look, admire, Jesus says. But know this, it will all be destroyed. Later, Jesus and his disciples are sitting on the Mount of Olives, a hill just outside Jerusalem that overlooks the temple area. Peter, James, John and Andrew want to know more about the destruction of the temple, so they sidle up to him and ask, Tell us, when will these things happen and what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus answers. But is he really answering their question? By the time we get to verses 24 and 25, Jesus seems to have moved beyond the temple to something much, much bigger. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. This is no longer limited to Jerusalem. This is no longer a local issue. Jesus is speaking of something earth shattering with universe size implications. So what's going on here? Is this just a classic case of getting the wires crossed? Has Jesus misunderstood their question? No, the answer is more subtle than that. Jesus deals here with two cataclysmic events, and that is what ties them together. The first is an event on a local scale that will mark the end of existence as they know it in Jerusalem. You cannot overplay the importance of the temple in the life of Old Testament Israel. Yet here Jesus says one day it will be destroyed. But that event does not stand alone. In Jesus' teaching, it points beyond itself to a bigger and more far-reaching event in the future. So as he talks about the first, it's the natural thing for him to move to the second. So what is this other event? The Bible tells us that after Jesus died on the cross, he rose from the dead and ascended to heaven. Then one day he will return again. That's the day that Jesus is talking about here. We see that in verse 26. At that time, people will see the Son of Man. Now, that's a term that Jesus often used to describe himself. They will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power 
and glory. And what does he tell us about that day? Well, first, it's clear that it will be a day of judgment. Verses 24 and 25 are similar to two verses in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 13 and verse 10, and Isaiah chapter 34 and verse 4. On both of these occasions, these big statements about chaos and obliteration of the stars are pictures of the tragic consequences of God's judgment. When Jesus returns, the Bible says, he will come as a king to deal with rebellion in his creation. Yet there's more here. It will also be a day when the king will gather his people into the kingdom. In verse 27, we read, And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Throughout Mark's gospel, we've been told that Jesus is the king and he is establishing his kingdom. In one sense, that has already happened. Those who trust in him become part of the kingdom, the people of God. They get to know him today and follow him now as their king. Yet the Bible tells us that the kingdom won't be fully experienced or known until Jesus returns. On that day, those who trust in him will be saved from the judgment and live with him in glory forever. When will this happen? Jesus gives us two answers here. The first, a series of signs, events that must take place before he returns. He talks about these in verses 5 to 23. There are wars, famines, natural disasters. His people will be persecuted, but the message of Jesus will be shared in every nation. As we see these events taking place, we're supposed to anticipate the return of Jesus. Here's how he puts it in verses 28 and 29. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know the summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. So there are signs that tell us it's getting closer. But the day is secret. Here's verses 32 and 33. But about the day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. Jesus tells us we won't be able to put a date on it. It could happen at any time. Now, what are we to make of this? It's one thing to look back into history at things that have already taken place, but Jesus here is speaking about a future event, an event in his future and in ours. Am I really expected to believe this? I'd encourage you to stop and think for a moment. At the point where Jesus spoke to his disciples, and at the point where Mark's gospel was written, the temple stood proud in Jerusalem. It was no imminent threat. The Roman Empire was all-powerful and had made peace with the existence of the Jewish religion within its borders. Yet, in 70 AD, Titus would lead the Roman army in a siege of Jerusalem, sack the city and tear down the temple. It happened just as Jesus said it would. He got that right. Could Jesus also be right about his future return? The moon, the sun, the stars, they seem so constant and stable. This earth, well, won't it just keep on going? The Bible says no. One day, Jesus will return. If that's true, what difference does it make to me and you? Well, fundamentally, it raises the question, are you ready? Are you ready to stand before him? Are you ready to meet the king? 
If Jesus really is going to return, if we really will face him, surely that's got to be the most important question we'll ever ask. Well, that's all for this time. In the next episode, we'll see two very different responses to Jesus. If you want to be notified when that comes out, do like or subscribe on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or subscribe to one of our podcasts on Apple or Spotify. Hopefully, see you next time.